Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody, and a good morning. Good morning, Rabbi. Okay, so um, today's year. Just froze, Rabbi. Sponsored by the Sefer family. Show and thank you so much. Uh, can you hear me now? Am I okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so today's year is dedicated by Pinchas uh, and Michelle Safir. Thank you so much. 404 Schlammer for Aunt Susan Weikers. Shoshana Bastavar Shabbat Rafur Schlammer. And also in memory of Cheryl Grossman of Blessed Memory. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. Amen. We are on page 186. We got down to the fifth or three or four lines down. What I'm going to do is I'm going to um, mute uh, our participants this morning. And at any point, if you want to jump in, please just unmute yourself here, please. Just one second, please. Okay. Let's go by here. Here we go. So the Reb is teaching us that in order to be able to transition from a, um, a status of enslavement, not just to the, the physical enslavement of the Pharaoh, but actually and uh, equally as devastating, a spiritual sense of enslavement to a conduct of life, a civilization, whereby everything is about self and selfish identity and antithetical to a godly divine presence. As Pharaoh says, I don't know Hashem, lo yadaiti es Hashem. And the Jewish people were inculcated with that context of life for 210 years. So to transition from that, and in seven short weeks, to find ourselves at Sinai, the recipients of the presence of Hashem of the highest order, Anochi Hashem Alokecha, Anochi I am Hashem Alokecha. Each individual Jewish person feels the, the presence, the intimacy of divine essence in their identity. They transition from complete selfishness to complete selflessness. So it's a three-stage process, we said, to quickly review. The first stage has to be baracha'am, that the nation escapes. And this, of course, isn't just about them then, but us today as well. But the first stage for ourselves to be able to grow properly and mature spiritually uh, and coming closer to Hashem and divine identity in our lives, the first stage has to be a recognition of that's not okay. That's wrong, and I have to go away from the barachaam. I step away from negativity. I step away from behavior that could be considered uh, something that's not expressive of my mission statement. I'm not holding by the beautiful value system that I'd like to attain and achieve. That'll take some time, but right now I'm making the decisions of where I need to be, where I need not be. And Mitzrayim, in that frame of mind, that choice of impropriety is not a choice. I can't do that. We call that escaping. We control ourselves. We say, I'm, I'm not going there. And that's difficult. It's challenging. But that's the yoke of heaven that the Jewish people expressed when they said, Na'asa We will do. We're not there yet. We haven't fully acclimated the beautiful ideals that will become ours soon. But at this point, I know that I want to be there. And that's a powerful statement. We cross the line and we say, I want to be somewhere else. 
And it's daily. It's not just them. It's all of us every single day. We have choices and options every single day. We have to know that these choices and options are us to say, I'm going to do this and I won't do that. Whether or not I'm holding by that in a very real way in terms of my own feelings and ideas and concepts of life, but I know what's right and I know what's wrong and that's not okay. Second stage, that's called iskaki. The second stage we call ishapcha, from the word hafach. Hafach, which means to transform, to convert, to turn over, whereby we count the omer. So the first stage is the month of Nisan. Then we now transition into the month of Iyar, which of course today is Rosh Chodesh Iyar. So everybody say L'chaim for a good Chodesh of Iyar. Iyar is Aleph Yud Yud Reish, L'chaim, which stands for Ani Hashem Rof Echa. I am Hashem who brings you healing. Everybody who needs Rafur should find a complete before Shlem in the month of Iyar. Ani Hashem Rafamakarishbaroku. And that's the month whereby every single day is a, is a blessing to the point that we actually say a bracha every single day in the month of Iyar, the bracha of counting the Omer. The purpose of the count is to give ourselves an entire month. Of course, it's 49 days. But the month of the year is the only month of the year that every day has its bracha associated with counting the Omer. And that's the time whereby we take stock of ourselves, inventory, to see how I express myself in terms of the Jewish value system that I'd like to inculcate into my identity. And I begin to learn how to transform myself. Not only do I compel myself, but I'm informing my life with the wonderful information of divine presence that my chesed is a holy chesed, and my gavur, and my kaferis, the seven midos, the seven attributes of life's expressions, midos, which means measures of life that become inculcated and permeated, that I see myself clearly as a divine servant, and as such, I'm not only compelling myself in the service, I see myself fully acclimated to the ideals of the service. That's eshapcha. That represents the transformation of my personality. I'm getting it. I'm more resonating with it. I'm not just forcing myself out of Egypt. I'm actually seeing myself very comfortable in divine presence. As opposed to stage one, I'm not very comfortable, but I compel myself. I make the right choices. Here, it's not just a compelling statement. It's an actualization and the realization of my personality and identity of right from wrong. It's a much deeper level that requires a bracha every single day, requires time, to see ourselves transform from selfishness to selflessness. That's stage number two. Now we're up to stage number three, the month of Sivan. Remember, these are the three months of the year and only three months of the year, whereby uh, the months are associated with Exodus. In the Torah, the month of Nisan, Exodus, the Torah says it's the month you go out of Egypt. The second month we said before is the second month from Exodus. And the third month is the third month of the year from Exodus, because each one is another stage in Exodus. The other nine months of the year, when they refer to, refer to in the Torah, they're not called months from Exodus. These three are because they are the process of Exodus itself. Good, my friends. Up to now, page 186, holding four lines from the top of the page. Any questions, comments, concerns? Good? Okay. Zat the Rebbe Oh, good. Otov, Rabbi. Okay, thank you. The third step, stage, step of our ability to reach a level that represents the ultimate level 
of fulfilling the purpose, not only the Jewish identity, but fulfilling the purpose of creation. Purpose of creation was to bring heaven onto earth in very compatible and comfortable ways. And that's the Jewish mandate. So for that, but that's of course going to be the month of Nisan. Rosh Chodesh Nisan begins that process. What happens? The third stage after Eskafia, Nisan, after Eshapcha, working on Amidos, trying to elevate and cultivate and refine my expressions of emotions and my expressions of human interactions between man and fellow man and man and God of the month of Ir, the Omer, the third stage beyond Eskafia and Eshapcha is the avoid of Chodesh Sivan, the service associated with the month of Sivan. What is that, says the Rebbe, that's the Avoida, that's the service associated with Matan Torah, the gift of Torah itself. We're rounding third, we're coming home. We're coming to Sinai, and this is now just a week away, days away from actually receiving the Torah. This is Rosh Chodesh Sivan, which the Torah is called, continues the Rebbe, as explained in Torah or in the meaning of the verse in Torah, the book of Exodus, as the prelude to receiving the Torah, the Torah says the following, and we quote, this is five lines on top of the page, 186. Torah says, on the third month, from when? It says, in the day that you had, you experienced the Exodus from Mitzrayim, the third month, again, stage three, part three, installment number three of Exodus, the third month, on this day, they came to the Sinai Desert, and they're not too far away, they see the Sinai Mountain. This is the place where heaven and earth were completely merged into one identity of God's presence. They're there. They've reached it. Seven, they're into the seventh week of counting the Omer, and they see Sinai. This isn't just a geographical statement. It's a spiritual statement. Being at Sinai and seeing the Sinai mountain and being told that on this month they came to the Sinai, de the Sinai desert and they see within eyesight the Sinai mountain ready for revelation. It's not just a geographical statement. It is also a spiritual statement. And that's why, the, by the way, the Torah says there that when the Jewish people came there, it said the Jewish people camped there at Sinai. And the Torah uses a very strange word when it talks about the Jewish people. We're talking about the men, women, and children, millions of people. And the Torah says, Vayichan Sham Yisrael. And he camped there. It doesn't say Vayachanu and they camped there. It says Vayichan. And as Rashi comments in the Torah, Vayichan means, and he camped there, Ki'ish Echad Belev Echad. One person with one heart. Coming to that place. After working on themselves in terms of tikkun hamidos, trying to refine themselves and focus upon God's presence and how they express themselves in their human conditions, the avoda of er of eshapcha, transforming themselves from selfish beings, disparate beings, individual beings, but seeing ourselves as part of one collective truth of God's presence. When they came now, the last week, as they now enter into the Sinai mountain area, it says, and he camped there. Let's, remember, let's continue. That happened on Rosh Chodesh 7. Not they, but he camped there. 
Because already by the first week of the month of Sivan, even prior to Revelation, we already are coming round third base. We're sliding into a home, or maybe it's a stand-up home run. We're walking into a home plate. We are now have completed, really, for all intents and purposes, the function of counting the Omer. We still have a couple of days left to go. There's a few days left to sign now. We're still counting the Omer, but by and large, the Tikkun Hamidus has taken place. The refinement, the process of seeing each other literally as one, and that it only happens when we've totally removed the separation from each other, which are only bodily separations. When we define ourselves by God's presence, by our neshama, and the beauty of each person in that neshama, and I see the other in that context, then it's in he camps there. We're ish echad and lev echad. We're now becoming Torah realities ourselves. Our humanities have now been replaced from physical identities of separation to spiritual truths of inclusion. And he camps there. And that's the third month. This is beyond Iskafia, beyond Ishapcha. This that Rebbe in the moment is going to call the level called in Hasidic vernacular. Write this down, Bittel Vimitzius. We'll discuss in just a moment. It's beyond Iskafia. It's even beyond Ishapcha, Nisan and Ir. Sivan is now where the person no longer sees oneself as an identity in service. He sees himself totally as the servant. His whole person is defined by the presence of a higher reality. And in all that beauty, there's this level of inclusiveness. We're all together as one body of servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we'll soon discuss in a moment deeper what this means. Continues the Rebbe. One, two, three, six, plus seven lines on top of the page. Zach the Rebbe Vaita. The Rosh Chodesh Sivan, who beshvua hashvid me'asfira. Rosh Chodesh Sivan is always in the seventh week of the counting of the Omer. As I said before, we're rounding third. We're coming home, and we see the mountain. It's not too far away. And in that seventh week of counting the Omer, it's after Sfiras Gimayamim Harishon. It's after the first three days of Chesed Gevurat of Eris, of that week of counting the Omer, the final week of the Omer. It's already after the first three days of that seventh week, then it's Rosh Chodesh Sivan, which means we've counted the Chesed of Malchus, the, the seventh week. We've counted the Gevura. We've counted the Tiferes. Now we're holding just a few days from Sinai. Gimari Shonos, Shem Kolos Hamidos. So since we already counted that seventh week, Rosh Chodesh Sivan, we've counted Chesed, Gevura, and Tiferes, which represent the basic energies of emotions are included in the expressions of Chesed, Gevur, and Teferis. So I've already acclimated them. I've already refined them. The MK continues the Rabbi, who kvar achere hashlamis avoided the Me'asphere. So for all intents and purposes, once you've gotten into the seventh week and you've counted the Chesed of that week, the Gevur of that week, and the Teferis of that week, you're really ready to receive the Torah. A couple more days for preparation. Hashem wants a couple of other days. Moshe Rabbeinu asked for an extra day. We're going to have that. But after the three days, you. You too. I'm going to mute again. I'm sorry. Give me a second. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. So again, feel free to jump in at any point. Okay. Continues the Rebbe. So now that we've already counted the first three days of the seventh week of the Omer, Chesed Gvorah Teferis, 
So still we have Netzachot and Yisod, but Netzachot Yisod of that week are derivatives and offshoots of Chesed, Gevurah, Teferis. And as such, they've already been included and subsumed in those first three days. We'll count the other days, but at this point already, all systems are go. We're ready for Sinai. We're ready for the launch of Revelation at Sinai itself. Okay, let's continue the Rebbe. Says, what does that level refer to? What do we call it? Is there a, is there a terminology in Hasidic literature of what that level means? Zark the Rebbe. Shavoy This level of Rosh Chodesh Sivan, the expectation, here we are at Sinai. Vayichan, he camps there. Oneness, literal oneness, not figurative, not imaginary, but literal. We're one. We've completely stripped ourselves away of the sense of separation between one and another. And we see each other at the beauty of the soul identity of our neshamas. This service, this last week, these few days left to Sinai, is it's much higher than the avoda, the service we did back in Egypt of Eskafia when we left Egypt, we compelled ourselves. It's higher than even the month of Iyar, whereby I had to transform myself and I worked on myself. And I brought myself to a humble state of divine presence through working with my energies of identifying my, my failings and how I correct them, which is the evolve of ER of transformation that we're in right now. So the month of Sivan is beyond Eskafia, Nisan, beyond ER is Hapka. What is it? Can I give me a, a title to this third month? Mitzvah that will be in a couple of weeks. Zark the Rebbe. I'm going to give you the title of what it is, and we'll talk about this. It's an avoid referred to in Hasidic literature as which means complete abnegation and selflessness. Not in a way whereby a person becomes downtrodden, becomes both in the sense of nullified, but to the contrary, you've reframed your entire existence as being not one who's only in service of our Kaddish Baruch Hu, now, one only who does mitzvah, you see yourself in your total, total entirety as an agent of Torah, an agent of mitzvahs. That's how I define myself. That's what Bittl B'Metzias means. That I don't have an identity that compels. I don't have an identity that I'm trying to transform. My identity at this stage already is, I see myself totally as a mitzvah opportunity, my own person. Let me give you an example. You have a pair of tefillin. What does tefillin need? Well, tefillin needs to have different types of grasses and herbs to create the proper ink so we can write on a parchment the words of the Torah on parchment. So I have to have the grass for the ink. I have to have the skin of an animal for parchment. All right, so guess else what we need? We need a head and a hand to put them on. So I see the purpose of my hand and my head and my person, everything about me, what is it for? To put on tefillin. Everything about me is defined in the context of what comes first. It's not that I am who I am and I have a hand. Well, let's do a mitzvah for a higher purpose. The whole purpose of hands and heads is to put on tefillin. The whole purpose of my very expressions of life, my human conditions, my human, ex my human experiences are there. Why are they here? Only because this is the bit of the frame of mind. Why do I have a dollar bill in my pocket? It's obvious to give this other person something, help someone else out. It's not that I have it and I'm doing it for a higher purpose. Its whole purpose is being defined by because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in this world. And I see myself as a seamless agent of this divine expression. 
It's not that I'm compelling myself, not that I'm transforming myself, nothing to transform. I'm seeing myself like the grass is there for the ink, the parchments, the, 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 the animal skin hide is for the parchment. My hand is for it to fill it. What else is the hand for? Oh, I get to do other things as well. I get to eat with it as well. So God gave me a dispensation. Now you did the mitzvah, go ahead. You can use your hands to eat something. You can use your head to do something else. But what is it really for? Service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates cell phones? So I can text someone a good message this morning. That's what it's for. Why do I have whatever it may be, fill in the blanks. It's all about the higher purpose. This, my friends, is the definition of Bittu B'Metzias. Maybe you can give me someone on, the, on our class today an English translation of those words, but it means to reframe identity completely in the seamless presence of divine purpose. And that's what it all becomes. That's not just transformation, like the month of Iyar, I'm working with something because I'm transforming. That's called in Hasidic literature, we're going to say in a moment, that's Bittal Hayesh. I'm taking my yeshes, my sense of self and my arrogance, and I'm working on it, I'm transforming it. I'm trying to become a better person. That's Ishabcha. In this level, there's nothing that needs to be worked on. I see it, Lichat I see it right away from the get-go as an expression of divine. That's what it's for. Everything we have. HaKadosh Baruch who gave us what he gives us and my initial appreciation of it, my initial acceptance of it is, it's all for the boss. It's all for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Baruch Hashem, he lets me keep some money for myself so I can support my families. I can do what I have to do. But what is it for, if not for the purpose of a mitzvah? Purpose for helping someone else out, building moistes tighter and so forth and so on. So it's not that I come first and then whatever's left over, it's a different perspective. And that's the seventh, that's the seventh week of the Omer. The third month, it's called the third month specifically because that's the number three. The number three represents the ability to take one and one, which is two, which is the first and second month, which are at odds with each other. Like any other time there's two people, there's gonna be differences of opinion. Then number three represents the ability to look at the differences and say and combine it to imperfect harmony compatibility. They're not paradoxical, not antithetical to each other. When you have the higher perspective, number three harmonizes into perfect symmetry of existence. So I don't live in a world of physicality that's at odds with heaven. Who says heaven and earth are antithetical? That's a perspective when you're coming from Egyptian culture, you come from a perspective of self-identity having to work and compel myself and transform myself. Then I hear the noise of creation and it's noisy and I have to try to find and navigate a way to make it all right. That's Nisun and that's ear. When you come to Sivan, where's the fight? Where's the noise? What kind of noise? It's Slishi, it's number three, which finds perfect compatibility and harmony in all of existence. That's Vayichan and he can't be. You don't see the competition of the other fellow. You don't feel the challenges of the world that try to distract us because what kind of distraction? It's at this point of the seventh week of counting the Omer, we call that Bittu B'Metzias. That's exciting. That's, that, that's the goal of Ma'an Torah, that everything of our identities and existences are perfectly, symmetrically, harmoniously expressions of a higher divine order. Not that I have to compel myself or force myself to naturally become inclined to being an agent, being a reality that's divine in our physical conditions as well. That's the goal of Matan Torah, to bring that message to ourselves and to the world. L'chaim, l'chaim. L'chaim, l'chaim.
Okay. Hi, I'm Chaim. Hi, Moshe. Okay. Chaim Labracha, Rabbi. Everybody. Okay. Yes. It's exciting to know that that's the goal. That who I am, and as I am, I see myself in the condition of something separate, and I have to work on myself. That's stage one. That's stage two. And we do this every single day. We need to know the goal is to value and validate my very person as really being a divine expression. Not after the fact. That's who I am. That's my identity. That's my reality. And to be seamlessly connected with that truth is revelation at Sinai. And that's how you get to when he can't be, not they can't be. So you saw it all together in that Kabbalah to my dragon. There's a story, I mentioned this on Shabbos, um, which means that our involvement with things of this world are not challenges in this level to service of a Baruch Hu. They're opportunities to see everything in an exciting way. Wow, this also is God. This is my God and everything that comes from in the world. That's the Sinai perspective, the frame of mind we look forward to at Sinai. The, 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 the petitions of Rebbe. Um, in the 1950s. Um, so he had a matzah bakery. I told the story over on Shabbos. He had a matzah bakery and he had people helping him. So he came at the end of the season, he paid different people different amounts of money. There's one fellow that was there that he knew that had a very difficult financial situation. He gave him more money than anybody else. He felt he really needed it. And then he came Arab Pesach and he used to bake matzah on Arab Pesach also. He asked some people to come help him back at the bakery on Arab Pesach to bake matzahs on Arab Pesach. And this fellow shows up as well. And then the Rebbe, Kapishan Rebbe, goes over to him and he gives him a lot more money to help him come in that day. And the fellow says, you gave me a lot last week for working this whole month in the bakery. He says, you gave me a lot. He says, he says no, 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 that was, that was yesterday. He says, he says no, he, he, so the fellow tells the Rebbe, he says, you know, B'dievet, that's a, it's, it's enough, you did it already, it's okay. It's okay, what you did was, B'dievet, what you've done is fine, it's sufficient, how you helped me before. The Kapishan Rebbe said something beautiful to him in response. He says, Ich bin nicht gekommen auf der Welt zu seiner I didn't come onto this world to be a Jew that does things B'dievet, just because it's good enough. I didn't come on the world just to do things that are good enough. We're not looking to be good enough. When you reach the seventh week of counting the Omer and you see Mount Sinai and you see the potential of who I really am becoming activated and realized, the divine presence of the Shema coming into my identity, then you don't observe Torah and mitzvahs. We don't relate to other people with the Evet. Okay, it's good enough. There's no such thing as good enough. There always is What's the expectation? My hand is for tefillin. My eyes are to see good things and to see other good things in people and so forth. To be able to always see my complete persona, my personality defined in expressions of a higher purpose, then it's never been the evident. Life is full of lichatchilas. See that word? Life is full of lichatchilas. What do I have to do? What's the initial response? I'm standing at Sinai. And for Jewish people, every morning when we say the brachas before Davani, when we say Baruch Hashem Lekinam we're standing at Sinai every single morning. So here we are. So that sense of camaraderie and oneness and, 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 and inclusiveness that you all have to have is not just a Sinai event of then for them. It's for us every single day. And in that context, 
There's no such thing as living on this world just to get things done. Just to say to have to be perfunctory activist that happens, I got it done, it's done. No, that's a perspective coming from a sense of self, of sluggishness of this physical world. Coming to Sinai for the Jew has to be everything lechatchila. Wow, how can I see this world as not being an enemy of divine, but actually a perfectly symmetric connection of divine presence? That's the avoida of month of Sivan, coming to that madrega. Not as kafia, not as hapcha, it's bitl b'metzius. As we just explained the bitl b'metzius, to see it all in that context. Let's go a little bit weiter. Dr. Rebbe, Kamayma Razal, as our sages teach us, right? The Gemara says this as well. Every one of the commandments that we heard from God, what happened was our souls departed. What does that mean? Okay, it can be taken literally that our souls departed because of the wonderful, overwhelming glory of God's presence. And God had to revive us throughout the recitation of the Ten Commandments. So that means something far deeper than that. And much more instructive to us. And that is the following. Dr. Rebbe. We say that the Nishamas left them. It means not so much what left them. is what happens when it came back to you. What happened when it came back to you? You're a different person. I'm not the same person. I'm more deeply connected to a divine presence. More than I was by the recitation of the prior commandment. And as I continue to grow in my observance and my study, I'm not the same person any longer. That's Bittl B'Metzius. I'm so inspired and so excited and so involved and engaged in divine presence, I completely reframe my identity in that growth process. Nakavaldik, I see myself constantly being renewed by the Neshama coming into me, not just the Jews then, Hashem revived them with their soul. Each and every one of us coming to the Mount Sinai, coming to Rishchodeshivan, changes. We're different people, like a new child that was just born. That's the avoid of coming to Sinai on the third month of the year, third month of the, of the, of the calendar. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we'll continue, Mr. Hashem, this journey uh, tomorrow morning, same time, same time. Amen. 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 Uh, people are able to come this afternoon. I'll, I'll give a class to Parsha at one o'clock. I'll send that at one o'clock. Great. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Thank you Rabbi. Have a, everybody have a great day. Thank you. Great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. See you later, everybody. Hope you can come back. Thank you. I hope so.